Welcome to the Geek Explore Not Off Topic Debrief. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. And here we are to deliver a little bit of news and uh, have a casual chat on our off week. So uh, how you been, John? Not bad. Tired. Um, but what's new? So standard standard adult life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got too many things to do, not enough time to do it. But yeah. I'm happy to be up here in the booth. It is a gorgeous day up in uh, Shingle Springs, California. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's essentially spring here now. It's been nice for like the last few weeks. Uh, take that, rest of the country. <laughs> yeah, well, we skipped winter and, and driving by Fuck. the lake on the way out here. Oh, it, 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 it's going to be a dry yeah. summer. Here we go. California droughts again, and everyone's going to freak fires. out. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, thankfully, I, I cut a bunch of stuff down, so my house is less likely to burn down. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> oh, fuck. Hopefully, if the world is still shut down, people will just stay inside and do things that are less likely to care, uh, catch a, a forest on fire. But I guess it didn't, uh, didn't help last year. No. We were fully in lockdown. Yeah. Barf. Um, so, of course, everyone knows that uh, that WandaVision ended this last week. So what we're going to do is we're going to do what we did last time we had a Wanda, uh, WandaVision discussion. We're going to lose all the audio except for that? <laughs> hey, it was, still, it was still an entertaining 15 minutes. Um, but we're going to put that at the end of the episode. So after we do our wrap-up and our, you know, business... Um, then stick around and we are going to talk about WandaVision and the finale and the series. And the spoilers therein. Yes, we are going to spoil the fuck out of it. Um, so there's some tidbits that came about this week, Ben. What do you got? Uh, so uh, there's a couple interesting like little Star Wars tidbits that, I, you know, that are very small. Don't very have a whole bitty. lot to them. So uh, I'll start with those. Uh, apparently George Lucas is planning on writing two of the episodes for the upcoming Andor series. I'd heard about that. So tell me what you got, because I, I heard a bit of analysis on that that may make the news less exciting than that. Oh, well, um, basically, I uh, what I read was essentially that, that oh. he's going to be writing. Uh, I didn't read any uh, analysis <laughs> uh, about it. Uh, it's analysis. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> you thought those guys were bad before. <laughs> um, the uh, No, just that he's going to be writing two episodes uh, of the Cassian Andor series. And uh, is any, I mean, is that exciting? I don't know. It's, I guess it's kind of cool to a degree. Yeah, that news broke and a lot of people were freaking out and getting super excited. And I can't remember what show I was watching. It was probably John Campia. And they they dug into it a little bit just to to see what was going on, and it doesn't appear as if he is going to be like taking on the writing chores for the episodes, but his name is in credits for it because they're using like characters and concepts that he developed. Oh, that's even less interesting. Yeah, yeah, like like it, it it's kind of a bummer. From what I understood, like he was gonna just he was gonna be the you know the guy that wrote two. It was only two of the episodes. Yeah, it wasn't like all of them. It's like you know when you had the Twilight Zone and most of them were written by Rod Serling, but uh, other people would come in and write an episode from now and then. And uh, shit, Mandalorian, you'd look at it and they had all kinds of different people writing. Yeah, and writing and directing. So, um, I mean, he wrote the prequels too. So. And like I think we said about the problem with those was more execution than concept. Like he's he's good at big concept. You know, he understands how story works. Yeah. But only working on two episodes 
you're not really going to get to flex that muscle necessarily. Yeah, it's a, it's almost like would it even be worth it for him? Like what what is he getting out of it? I don't know. Maybe he's just bored. I think it's just kind of cool that he, that he gets to come back and and play with his toys again. Yeah, we'll see you know? we'll see if that happens cuz I, I like like I said, you know, they it, there was quite a shadow of doubt cast upon it. But it wasn't me that did the research, so I don't have the facts in front of me. I wasn't prepared. So uh I guess now that you pooped on that party, <laughs> let's see if you can poop on this one. Oh, I will. This is also just like a super rumor from, uh, I think, Giant Frickin' Robot reported it, uh, that due to the success of Luke's cameo at the end of The Mandalorian, they are now working on developing a Luke Skywalker series that is supposed to be set in the post-Return of the Jedi galaxy. Fuck yes. Yeah. I'm in. I know I know. there's a lot of people like, like yourself that... They're like, there's a lot of stories that can be told. Like, you don't have to keep going back to the Skywalker well, but that's what Star Wars is to me. I don't give a shit. I want my (laughs) Kenobi. I want my Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Yes, please. And thank you. As long as they don't CGI his face for the whole fucking thing. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. They need to just commit to a new actor. Yeah. This guy is Luke Skywalker for this thing. Get uh, get used to it. Shit. Winter Soldier, dude. Like, I saw some like mock ups of him as. Luke Skywalker. Holy shit, he looks a lot. There's a reason why <laughs> why <laughs> like that a, is like the the probably the most popular fan cast maybe ever. Yeah. You know? When I heard that first, I was like, really? Because I, I like was thinking of him with the beard and stuff. I hadn't really seen much, but uh, I think someone put like Luke's hair on mm-hmm. his face, and I was like, oh fuck, yeah, okay, yeah, he looks so I much could, like him. I could dig that. The 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 placement of his eyes and like the shape of his jaw and like the the little butt chin, mm-hmm. like. He looks a lot like Mark Hamill. I mean, enough. Uh, honestly, it, it doesn't need to be Mark Hamill. It doesn't need to... Like, we all understand how characters work and uh, how acting is. And, and I'm willing to, you know, f- forgive it a bit if uh, it means he comes in and does a good performance as Luke Skywalker. Yeah, like, yeah. It would come down to performance. Because, like, yeah. Alden Ehrenreich looks nothing like Harrison Ford. Doesn't act like him either. You know, so and and they made that. So I, I I mean maybe that's maybe that would create more trepidation. But I don't know. Get a get a good actor in there. Call him Luke Skywalker. I'll give it a chance. Absolutely. Um, I guess that that would lend a little bit of credence to a just a headline that I happened to see um, as we were preparing for the show, like minutes ago. Where um, breaking news? Yeah. Beep 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 beep. Um, there is a rumor that Karen Gillan, who played uh, Nebula in the Marvel movies, okay. is uh, being eyed for the for the role of Mara Jade in a Star Wars something. I don't know. I didn't read the article. I just saw the headline. And Mara Jade, you know, pre-canon wipes in the Legends was Luke Skywalker's wife. Yeah, like ex-Sith operative or something, right? I do not know. Something like I'm that? Not, I, I'm not that well-versed. Yeah, I'm not too deep into that. I don't think I read any of those books or comics that mm-hmm. uh, she was in. Like, I'm familiar with the name just because I've been a nerd for a long time, but... Uh, oh, yeah. She first appeared in uh, Heir to the Empire, didn't she? Because I read, like, the first hundred pages of that book, and I believe, like, some scumbag bad guy was... Yeah, like, she was. She wanted to kill Luke Skywalker or some Jedi or something. Or, hey, Star Wars geeks... Let us know. Write us. Email at geeksplorationpodcast.com or 916-ORC-TURD, O-R-C-T-U-R-D. Let us know who Mara Jade was. I yeah. know her best from that uh, that Star Wars fighting game, like Masters of Terra, 
it's K-A-S-I. I don't know how it's pronounced. It was introduced to me as Terra Kai, but it was also called that by somebody who mispronounces things a bunch. So <laughs> an unreliable source. Yeah. Yeah. K-A-S-I doesn't doesn't say Kai to me, but it could. Yeah. But that seems Terra Cassie sounds dumb. <laughs> It was announced uh, by at uh, like in the Viacom investors call this uh, I think this last week maybe. Oh, are you on that call? Always a big up in Viacom uh, that they're uh, they got the original creators of Avatar: The Last Airbender back together, and they've kind of um, they've been they've formed like a new studio. I think they're calling Avatar Studios. Uh, which makes a lot of sense, I guess, under Nickelodeon. <laughs> and rumor is there are their first big project they're working on is a new Avatar: The Last Airbender animated movie. Okay, um, which should be pretty cool. Did you you didn't watch Avatar at all? Did you? No, I've I've seen several episodes, but not like in succession or with any with any intent. It was just on in the background of a uh, a friend's play. Like it, it, her kid liked to watch it, so. It's a good fucking series. That's what I I've heard. I would recommend it. Um, it is. Uh, it's solid. I have not watched the Legend of Korra, like the, the the sequel series, but it takes place like twenty years in the future from the other ones. So there's like a twenty year gap in between the end of the the main series and and Korra, and so I presume that's where they're going to do it because I got the the next series. The it's like the next generation doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aang, like the main character of the main series, is dead. So, Ew. like, uh, hey, how did he die? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Let's see that. Let's let's watch him die. In Hopefully, a movie. it's it's dramatic and heroic and yeah, good. Exactly. Didn't just like die of cancer. Yeah, like type two <laughs> diabetes. Uh, Avatar: The Last Chemo Treatment. Yeah, might not be the best movie. The Last Cheese Bender. <laughs> mm, cheese Bender. <laughs> So uh, I I think that'll be cool. Yeah. I'm stoked for that. Yeah. I've always heard good things about the series and I've just, I I don't have anything against it. I just haven't gotten around to watching it. Yeah. And since they're forming a whole new studio, I imagine they'll be doing something else. Like, do you form a whole studio just for one movie? No, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Maybe. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how much, what goes into forming a studio. If it's just like, Hey, you guys, you're a studio now. Yeah. We do do that. We, we formed a studio a couple yeah. of years ago. We've only done one show. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, it, it says it on our door. Geek exploration, the studio. Well, that's cool. Um, I got no segue. So, um, did you see the, uh, the Jupiter's legacy trailer? I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's a uh, comic book series by uh, Mark Miller and Frank Quitely um, that told the story of like, I mean, without getting too deep into it, because go read it. It's good. It's, you know, there's a Superman analog and, and a, you know, there, there's the there's all your classic superhero uh, archetypes, but they're older and it's, you know, it's more about their fuck up children. I don't know. It's been a few years since I read it also, but it was a pretty looking book. And Mark Miller is a good writer, so uh, it was entertaining. But they released a little teaser trailer and uh, some costume shots for the upcoming Netflix series. And the costumes look real good. In live action? Yes. Cool. Yeah. I I really like that, you know, I, I don't know exactly what did it. Maybe it was the boys. But, you know, just these, these high production value, really good looking like superhero 
costumes and sets and series they're putting out. You know, it's it's more akin to movies and less CW. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the boys had some good costumes. Yeah. Yeah, they look solid. Yeah. So that's a cool little trailer. I think it's dropping. I think the series is dropping in a couple months. But I guess while we're on the topic, um, I'll segue right into um, a series where the costume designers for the boys did a costume on Superman and Lois. Oh, yeah. How was it? I haven't seen it. Speaking of the CW as well. Um, I was very pleasantly surprised. Oh, good. Yeah, because Superman in the Supergirl show was a tremendous letdown. Um, he was always just, he was kind of like, he was just an ancillary character that didn't do shit. He wasn't Superman. Yeah. And that costume looked like butt, um, with those stupid little claspy things on his shoulder. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm an angry fanboy about that costume, but, um, boy, they, they gave him a new costume with some fake muscles and everything. So it's, uh, it's almost perfect. You know, with, with like the Ooh. muscles, there, there's a, there's a couple shots where like light hits a certain area of his costume where you're like, oh, that's, that's some, that's some padding. He couldn't be bothered to get just fucking like Henry Cavill jacked. No, no, I, I guess not. <laughs> Cause if he tried before he failed and that old costume was not doing him any favors. I guess I could also see the logic with it, uh, lending credence to why people don't see Clark Kent as Superman. Cause when he's, when he's Clark Kent, he doesn't have those muscles. Well, he's usually wearing, like, big baggy jackets and stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, he, he dresses to hide his muscles. Yeah, and, like, a shitty posture. Yeah, yeah, he's hunched over. He's got, like, a, a pants and jacket that are way too big for him, you know, which kind of fits his his aesthetic of, you know, he's kind of awkward and not cool and doesn't yeah. really know how to dress himself. Bumbling hayseed. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the series is uh it's clark and lois and their twin teenage sons and you know family drama um how much family drama is there as opposed to like superman-y drama because uh that was my big concern going into it is that it was going to be like you know gilmore girls superman <laughs> well yeah and that that was always the problem with uh with lois and clark back in the 90s was that it was yeah too much lois and clark and not enough advent new adventures of superman you know like yeah because i gotta tell you like when it when it comes to superman stories lois and clark are not the characters i'm really that into yeah <laughs> um the the world that they've set up it, it's it's good you know like like there there was there was enough superman in the episode to where I didn't feel let down. Um, the drama wasn't, I mean, I mean there were a couple spots where it was kind of CW hammy, but, yeah. um, for the most part it was, it was treated really well. I, I, yeah, I liked it. I haven't watched the second episode yet, but I plan on it. I plan on watching it. I just have to download the CW app cause I don't have the CW on my TV. Yeah. You know, the worst part about watching that show was having to sit through fucking commercials. Barf. Wow. Like I, I forgot how much I hate commercials. Yeah. They're the worst. Oh my goodness. It was, it was so annoying. Were there a lot of them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I totally recommend that show. Uh, oh, and the, the woman who plays Lois, I can't remember her name. She did a lot better in this than I thought she did in the CW crossovers that she'd shown up in. No. I didn't, I didn't care for her before, but, um, no, it was, She's figured out the character now. Yeah, it was all around a, uh, a good show, and and it's setting it up for 
for some uh, fun Smallville drama because they they is it in Smallville? Yeah, they, it starts. They live in Metropolis and they go to Smallville, and by the end of the episode, they've decided they're going to move there for the mm. small town life. So is he going to like retire as super? I mean, he could commute pretty yeah. easily. He's, yeah. he's faster than a speeding bullet. So yeah, and and it it appears like they're they're well doesn't appear they're they're playing it like uh like lois's dad general sam lane is sort of like like he works like with superman like i mean they don't have like a bat cave or anything but you know they they have a couple communications and stuff where it's like hey we need you for this or are you gonna are you gonna take care of this situation so at least there's on there's paths for ongoing superman action yeah that's good and they definitely set up the big villain in this for Superman, not for the family. Who is it? Is not it, telling you. Is it spoilery? To tell <laughs> yes. To, oh. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it, he's referred to, I believe in the, in the initial solicitations, uh, people were calling him the stranger. I mean, it's an, it's an armor guy that, that can fight Superman, but you do find out at least a seed of who this character is by the end of the episode. So it sounds like it's not Brainiac. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, I guess on the topic of Superman. Uh, Ooh, my yeah. favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Have we done any of these where we didn't talk about Superman in some capacity? I'm sure there was one or two. <laughs> I remember doing <laughs> one episode specifically where, where we were like, we're not going to talk about DC this, this episode. I think we failed, though, didn't we? Did we? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Um, well, it's okay. In a few years, DC won't exist anymore. And so we won't have any, there won't be anything to talk about. I'll find a way. <laughs> it came out that, uh, JJ Abrams is working on the new, like uh, Superman. I guess it's, I saw it referred to as a reboot where, uh, they've announced that, uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates will be writing it. And, uh, there's a bit of a hubbub about that. Of course. Um, because I get basically the rumor is that it'll be a black Superman instead of your standard white bread Superman. I, I don't know if it's more, I don't know if it's a reboot or like an Elseworlds. Yeah, I think that that's what? sort of the question right now. Because I, I don't think it was like officially confirmed by WB, but I think, you know, sources say that, you know, that, that it is, that it is going to be a, a black Superman, but nobody has said whether it's going to be Clark Kent. Uh, you know, yeah. like, 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 a, like an African-American Clark Kent, or if it's going to be Calvin Ellis from a different universe or Val Zod from another different universe. Like there is a precedent for black Supermans. Or if it's going to be something completely unique, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I think there is an interesting story there, like, like an interesting Elseworlds story. It was like, well, so what if Kryptonians looked like African-Americans instead of white Americans? Like how would that have changed his experience as Superman? Like, yeah, there's definitely an interesting story in there. Yeah. I don't know if I'd call that a reboot so much though. I mean, that is as, as like a, like a red sun type Elseworlds story. Yeah. Which I think is cool. Like, like that's a fun thought experiment and you can, you could definitely write a, a neat story around that. And I think it'll come down to if, if their plan is for this to be the Superman going forward in whatever capacity they're going to have, you know, if if they if they have crossover movies, um, or if this is going to be more like the Batman, where it's just something that sort of exists on its own. Because yeah. people are like, is Henry Cavill out? And I mean, it's just sort of like not necessarily. Like, the, 
are they going because we're going to have three Batmans at the same time as as uh, as the Flash movie comes out. Exactly. DC seems to be like, what the fuck ever we feel like doing at any given point is what we're going to do. So eat shit. Yeah. Though I I, I read something. It, it seemed fairly unsubstantiated, but it was about how Henry Cavill's uh, supposedly refused to hype or promote the the Justice League, the Snyder Cut, because he's kind of pissed at the WB for not making him Superman again. Yeah. I mean, and I, I personally don't, I, I don't blame him. You know, fans have been clamoring for it and, and I don't know what's going on behind the scenes or what their reasons are for not, uh, going for it again. I have never understood Warner brothers reasons for doing most of the shit they do. Yeah. They, those guys, they are bonkers. Yeah. They fucking, they've got their own world they live in. And, uh, it's one where they don't learn lessons. Yeah. And where, and where they, where they, I mean, and you can't run your business just to make fans happy, but you should think about it every once in a while. Like, like you should make a decision that might make some fans happy. They, they, a lot of the time they seem like openly disdainful towards yeah. fans, which is, uh, it's just an odd tact to take, but, yeah. uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping it'll be good. ta Coates is, I mean, he's a s- smart dude. He writes stuff, and it's uh... <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll admit I've, I've I don't I don't know any of his works. I've I've only heard you know since the news came out about about him and his stuff. But I've heard him on a bunch of different like podcasts and radio programs and stuff. I've like heard talks and stuff with him. He's a smart dude, so he, he definitely has something to say. And yeah. if he could say something interesting with Superman, and it's a good story, regardless of whether people are angry because he's the wrong skin color, um, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I imagine it will have good um, social and political commentary. You know, yeah. on- like, I don't think he's going to come in and do something really ham-fisted and obvious. I hope. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think he he he's capable of doing a, a good nuanced story that uh, that would be uh, compelling. Yeah, yeah. Let's give it a shot. I mean, like I've said, as long as I'm getting more Superman, right? Cool. You know, I. And we were discussing this the other night. Like, it's so unfair for me for me to sit here and just be like, well, what what do I want out of a Superman movie? It's like, I just want Superman 78 again with, <laughs> with better special effects and, and some actor that delivers a performance on the level of Christopher Reeve. Is that is that too much to ask? You know, you can you can knock out the uh, or get rid of the fucking real estate scam Lex Luthor. But, you know, I just. Man, I I I want I want a good classic Superman on the on the silver screen. Good luck. Yeah, I'll take I'll take what I can get. Well, I've got some bad news for you, Ben. Oh yeah? Yeah. I love bad news. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, you're going <laughs> to love this. Um, it appears the Comic-Con International has gone ahead and preemptively or you know, not not waiting till the last second like last year with 3 weeks to flatten the curve. Um, they've canceled Comic-Con uh, for this summer. It's usually in like July or something, right? Yeah, and uh, late July. Yeah, I can understand that. Part of me is like, wow, they should have waited until it's long, you know, until it was a little closer, because maybe things are going to be better by then. You know, supposedly they're supposed to be better by then. Yeah, but it's a fuck ton of money to cancel something last minute. Yeah, like that is they got to book venues and then and you know set people up and then you know a lot of people start depending on that for income and then it gets canceled and then they're fucked. So I, I can understand pragmatically why it would be canceled yeah yeah there is logic behind it um i'm not sure of of any details uh, i didn't i didn't see any but the report is that that they are uh, they're planning a new event for november 
So okay, whether, yeah. whether that is just full on Comic Con or if it's something that's a little scaled down or I mean, they could do a series of small events. I'm not sure. But um, from what I've heard, Emerald City Comic Con is also had also um, moved itself to late in the year. So I from what I've heard. Like November and December are going to be kind of packed for conventions. Good. I know. I I want them to come back. I yeah. miss I miss doing shows. I miss meeting people. I probably won't be shaking hands like I used to because the con flu was, was all we worried about before. And and yeah. I and I had my sanitizer there. But gonna close down the John Williams kissing booth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The yeah yeah I'm stoked for cons to come back. Yeah. Like even just you know attending them and there's a lot of I think there's a lot of pent up desire out there for folks to you know throw on their cosplay and fucking head out and, and just gather with a bunch of other nerds. Oh man, if I can get if I can get a table at, you know, one of the early conventions before people have gotten tired of them again. Oh yeah. I bet I will sell like fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, people are jonesing for this shit. Like it's it's a big thing for a lot of people and it's just been gone. And it's it's just yeah. a, it's fun to just get together with a whole bunch. I mean, we did a whole episode on it. Yeah. And so I'm I'm stoked for it to come back. Uh it, yeah, it probably won't be any earlier than the fall. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm I'm hoping we get there this year, and that it's not all pushed into 2022. Barf. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's now officially like been a year of this shit. Yeah, it has. Wow. Like a year ago, I was I was sitting up here bitching about how everyone's freaking out about this stupid coronavirus and how it's <laughs> a bunch of fucking bullshit, and how my girlfriend's pissing me off because she. She's so scared of it, but you know, I stand corrected. Yep. Yeah, to, that to whatever happens. degree the truth is, I know that I was being uh, f- more flippant about it than than was than I should have been. A bit in too reality. cavalier. Yeah. Early on. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> uh, well, I know, like our our uh, the Geekly Grind, the folks that you know, the podcast network that we're part of, like one of their big things was you know, pre-COVID was going around to conventions. Like they cover conventions that, you know, they have, they have a booth there. They go out and, you know, do like a, like a press coverage of conventions. And so cool. yeah. I know they're all fucking super ready for that shit to kick off again too. Yeah. Maybe we can get in on that. Yeah. Go, pod, go podcast from uh, one yeah. of these events. So I guess on the, on the theme of things we hope happen eventually movies in theaters, maybe one day, but, uh, the trailer for army of the dead came out, the new Zack Snyder zombie movie. And, uh, Eh, it's a trailer. I don't know. It wasn't very compelling. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I'm going to watch it after the show, but... It's got some footage of Las Vegas and zombies and people shooting zombies and uh, some money. Which, I, you know, I get it's it's a heist movie in Vegas with zombies. Oh. So, like, I like the idea, like, heist movie in, zo- in Vegas with zombies. That sounds fun. Yeah. I don't know. The trailer did not make me... Like, if I had seen that trailer without knowing anything about it, I uh, probably wouldn't be interested in seeing it at all. Does it just look like another, okay, it's a zombie movie? Yeah. Like, there's some zombies, and there's some people shooting them, and there's there's a zombie dressed like Elvis, because it's in uh, Las Vegas. Yeah. Eh? Eh? Zombelvis. So, uh, I don't know. I wasn't super impressed. So, ho- hopefully, they've got something more up their sleeve than that, but okay. Yeah. Otherwise, I saw a bunch of other trailers, and they all look dumb, so I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> Speaking of Zack Snyder, no. You know what's funny is I, I was like, all right, no no Justice League, no Zack Snyder this week. Um, but, boy, he, he made it in with his, uh, <laughs> with his army of the dead. And, it's not you know, DC, at least. Well, <laughs> it's about to be. Oh, fuck. I, 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 was, I wasn't even going to bring this up. 
because uh, it wasn't worth it. But since we're talking about them, uh, there were a couple little mini trailers released uh, that I saw. One for Superman and one for Batman that are just little uh, little spots for Justice League coming out and showed a little bit of additional footage. Had some voiceover with like Darkseid and Martian Manhunter and stuff. So it's a... Uh, Martian Manhunter? Is he actually going to be in it? Oh, I mean, uh, General Swanwick. Ah, okay. I mean, that's all over the internet anyway. Yeah. So um, General Swanwick from... Uh, the, the previous Zack Snyder movies, uh, Man of Steel and Batman V Superman, the plan was to have him cameo as Martian Manhunter in Justice League. And that's something that they're able to do now with, uh, with the release of this. So cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's no secret. It, the news was on the internet. So Harry Lennox will be playing, uh, will be playing Martian Manhunter in some small capacity. Is he actually going to like suit up like are we gonna see we him? will see a martian manhunter yes like Zack snyder had like he was on like social media or something and like you there was like a he held up his phone or some shit and there was like a blurry like you could tell it was martian manhunter but but you couldn't see details of the costume or yeah, anything. he's gonna like punch somebody and then there's gonna be fire and he's gonna leave ah. yeah <laughs> speaking of martians spacex is planning on going there. Uh, they they did a successful in air quotes launch of the SN10, which was like their their latest the next test model of that big starship. You know the big stainless steel tube that takes, yeah. that lands vertically and shit. Yeah, and uh, they, they were the purpose of the launch. Why are they saying it was successful? Because it went up and they were just collecting data on its because it goes up and then it starts dropping and does like a belly flop, like where it's horizontal to the ground or you know um, perpendicular or horizontal. Parallel to the ground. There we go. It's parallel to the ground. And then it writes itself up at the last minute and lands vertically. Weird. Which is fucking cool. Yeah. This Because this thing is huge. And so it did that and it landed successfully. Like it had a little bit of an angle to it, but I mean, it was, I mean, it was a nice soft looking landing, but as it's coming down, like you see one of the engines goes out and there's like a big flame coming out the side, Uh but but it lands. And then about three minutes later, it just fucking blows up. No shit. Yeah. It just exploded. Oh man. (laughs) So, uh, it was, it's pretty cool though. Like, I mean that they, they got it to land this time. The last two you know, hit the ground too hard and blew up instead of actually landing. <laughs> they're learning something every time and they're not trying to land it right now. They're, they're trying to, they're testing the maneuver for getting it to go back to vertical to get it ready for landing. And, yeah. and that has been successful each time. It's funny because you know, growing up, like we, we've seen rockets, we've seen them take off. We've seen how astronauts come back to earth and you look at those old science fiction, like yeah. books and covers and stuff and you're like hey you fucking idiots like landing a rocket like that what are you talking about that's just how you take off that's so absurd and and ridiculous to think that you'd be landing a rocket like that and sure enough fucking love it yeah <laughs> it's a big stainless steel fucking thing too it's a big stainless steel tube like <laughs> it's straight out of 50s science fuck, fiction it's, it's so awesome i'm hoping that when he finally unveils like the spacesuits they're gonna use, that they have giant glass bubble helmets. <laughs> and like they we're probably not gonna have laser guns, but if they just like make an instrument that looks like the classic ray gun with the little rings and the knobbies yeah, and stuff. You got a little holster for it, it's like your, you know, I don't know, whatever. It could be like a screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I've I've got like a nose and ear hair trimmer that that looks like an old vintage uh, yeah. ray gun. Um, well, speaking of things that would make me shit my pants now, um, or speaking of of people, well, I mean, it'd be pretty terrifying being a fucking Mars astronaut. 
Uh, or speaking of people wearing things for a long time on a space mission. No, I diapers. Yeah, well, you don't have to wear a <laughs> diaper because, well, yeah, you would in this case, but I wanted to just shout out, uh, an article I saw on Mike.com, mic.com. So maybe it's Mick. I don't know. looks like it's short for microphone. There's a, uh, there's a product that is uh, self-cleaning underwear. It is the, uh, the Fjord model by, uh, Herkleon. I, I don't know. It's got like a little accent mark over the, uh, over the E. So I'm not sure. Well, it's gotta be fancy if it cleans itself. Yeah. Um, so apparently it's just made out of fucking materials like, uh, like bamboo and eucalyptus and shit. Like what? they're, they're claiming that the problem with underwear and the smell is the materials it's made of that are all like petroleum based, like polyester and, and shit like that. It's not the butt that you put in them. Also that. Yes, they, they do also <laughs> cite that. Um, I always thought the reason underwear smelled was because you put a butt in them. Yeah. And then you sweat and like farted and, you know. <laughs> Well, yeah. And, and those materials, um, well, in fact, a little quote I just stumbled upon. Um, he said, those materials allow smell causing bacteria to grow rapidly since they can't absorb your sweat. So uh, the, the materials that this is made out of is meant to, uh, to absorb sweat and to wick away moisture, you know, just to eliminate bacteria. And they're, and they're claiming that as long as you know how to wipe your ass or you have a day, that you could wear this for a week or a month. Oh, Jesus Christ. That is horrifying. Yeah. A month? Yeah. I mean, they're saying, of course, if you're super active, you should probably clean it more regularly. But if you're like me and you just sit at a desk all day, that you could just, you could just keep wearing these underpants. Oh, but they did say, like, make sure you take them off for, like, an hour a day to let them air out and the self-cleaning to uh, to happen. Man, if I take my underwear off for an hour a day, I'm not going to put the same pair back on. I don't <laughs> care how, how clean you say they got. If they come off, a new pair goes on. Yeah, I, I can't remember who sent it to me, but I immediately sent it to my turbo germaphobe girlfriend who, like, you know, if you put on a pair of underwear right when you get out of the shower and for whatever reason you take them off, like it's a fresh pair that's going on the next time. Like that's, that's how seriously she takes her, uh, her clean underwear. <laughs> wow. No, I'm not quite that bad, but I uh, and I, uh, one that, a day is fine for me. That may be an exaggeration, but yeah, yeah. If I, if I've done anything and then I go take a shower, I'm putting on a fresh pair of underwear. I, I want some clean chonies. Yeah. Clean underwear after a shower. 100%. I'm kind of <laughs> that way with socks. Like if I take socks off, I'm not putting socks back on. Yeah. I guess if it's been like an hour and I was just sitting on the couch, maybe, but probably not. Yeah. And apparently this company has already made a t-shirt and socks out of this, uh, this material and with the same purpose that it's self-cleaning, but I don't know. I don't need it. I'm fine having a stack of t-shirts and underpants and socks that I can How How much do out. they charge for this magic underwear? I do not know. I bet it's not cheap. Probably not. But I mean, I get, if it's supposed to replace a month's worth of underwear, you know? Yeah, yeah that's true. But I mean, <laughs> do people really hate doing laundry that much? I mean, depending on the price, underwear is not that expensive. You could probably just buy new underwear constantly and never, ever wash it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can get like a, get a five pack for like 15 bucks, three bucks yeah, a pair. Th yeah. Three bucks. Yeah. Three bucks a day. Yeah. That's, that's a little pricey, but yeah. uh, you know, if you really don't want to do laundry. Yeah. It's an option. Yeah. Or at least underwear. You probably can't do that with all your clothes. No, no, definitely not pants.
Do you have anything else on your list? I'm out of notable events. Oh, yeah. Um, just one more thing to, to bring up. Um, regular contributor and, uh, and listener, uh, Mason Andriata, shot me a message the other day that was a, uh, a life-size Skeletor bust from Sideshow Collectibles that's coming out. And holy shit. Like, I don't know if I'd want to own this. I'd probably be terrified. Um, but <laughs> staring yeah, me, at you at night. Yeah. Bed. Let me show you a picture here because it is not cartoon Skeletor. Like oh, this fuck, is, that is rad. This is a full fucking like detailed armored, like skull fucking terrifying. Oh, that is cool Skeletor. Fuck. Yeah. It is so badass, And it comes with a hood that is fabric that, that is like posable. You know, it's so like you, a stiff fabric. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I imagine it's got like wiring in it, so you could you could make the the hood lay however you want it to. But holy shit, dude, this thing is intricate. Like, man, oh, that is so rad. Like, this is what Skeletor needs to look like in a movie. Like, yeah, this is what movie absolutely. Skeletor would look like. Fuck, dude, it's so ornate in his armor. <laughs> and, oh, and you could take the hood down, yeah. and it's a full skull. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fucking rad. How much do they want for that fucking thing? It is a cool grand. Whew. So like I said to him, man, stimulus checks coming. Here we go. <laughs> um, well, it's your patriotic duty to spend that money, John. Yeah, yeah. Gotta, gotta <laughs> stimulate the economy. Um, but wow, that thing is impressive. That is and rad. And it's a full-scale one-to-one bust. Like so, It'd be as big as me. Yeah, it's like human-sized? Yeah. Because I always imagined Skeletor as bigger than human-sized. Yeah, they've got a little um, little size comparison there. Oh, that is fucking it is, cool. It is man-sized. <laughs> but where the fuck would I put that? Who cares, <laughs> Wherever the fuck it wanted on to be. On my desk. <laughs> sitting in my chair. I'll sit on the ground. You just lay it next to you in bed and tell Angelina to sleep on the floor. <laughs> 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 uh, send me the link to that. I'll put it in the show notes so okay. uh, the listeners can check it out too. Cool. We'll do. Um, so yeah, that is, that is all I've got for the show. So I'm, I'm down to move on to some recommendations. Um, all right. So the, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking about it. I haven't consumed much new stuff this week, mm-hmm. but, uh, other than one thing that I watched the entire first season of, uh, an anime called Vinland Saga. I watched it with my daughter. Hey, something she won't walk out on in 15 minutes. It's anime. That's literally the only thing that I can watch with her. And uh, she'll curl up next to me and uh, we'll watch it together. It's great. Oh, bonding time. But uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's basically Vikings in like the, what would be the 12th century? Ta- you know, when they were taking over England. Okay. You know, when the, the they were, you know, kicking out the fucking Saxons and shit, I think. And, uh, it's just the story of this kid who, you know, his dad gets all fucked up and, uh, he's wants revenge and all the other political intrigue and stuff. Like he's kind of the main character, but there's a lot of shit going on that he's just kind of there for. And he's just kind of an idiot, Mm -hmm. but, uh, it's really good. The animation is fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a bunch of action and fighting scenes in it, as you would expect. And, uh, they are fluid and smooth and detailed and uh, it it is the uh, it's by Wit Studios, and they did a phenomenal job. It's beautiful. What uh, platform is this on? It's on Amazon Prime. It's oh, a, cool. Yeah. So, and uh, how many episodes is the first season? Twenty four. Holy shit! Yeah, and the and the second season it's been out for a while because the second season comes out in April. So, oh nice. I picked a good time to watch it. I don't yeah. have to wait super long for the next season to come out. Um, what would if it if it was a 
a movie, what would you rate it? Like as R. far as content? Okay. Hard R. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, people are getting like cut in half and uh, like the, it, the opening sequence, a dude like runs around and like murder, like kill, like it's in a battle and he, he kills like seven dudes, half of them by just like splitting them in twain. In twain. So it is, it is absolutely R. It is very violent. Okay. Um, that, that's most of it. There's not a lot of like weird anime nudity or anything in it. So it's just, just good old American violence. No tentacles. <laughs> yeah. It's not, no hentai at all. <laughs> cool. I'm going to go ahead and recommend some comic books. I know I should do this every episode because I'm always reading comic books, but uh, sometimes I don't. But um, some notable ones from this week. DC just came out with uh, Infinite Frontier number zero, which is their new uh, reboot you know, going forward, of course, they're rebooting again. After um, Dark Knight's death metal, you know, they they unveiled the Omniverse, where everything is possible. It's just like a multiverse, multiverse, multiverse. I don't know. Give it a year or two, they'll collapse that down, <laughs> yeah. scrap it all, and go back to one real universe. Yeah. But the the thing that I really liked about this, because it was a lot of mini stories, so it's probably it's just setting up, you know, the future and, and what characters are going to be taking center stage. What I loved about it was that it restored um, some continuity that had been missing. So once uh, New 52 happened a decade ago, we lost all our old history. You know, the the Justice... That's a lot of S's. Justice Society um, that was, you know, around during World War II. And the McCarthy era kicked them out they disappeared. They no longer existed. Like they'd done a, uh, an earth Two comic book where it had those characters, but it was different. Um, but they've restored that continuity. Alan Scott is now back as green lantern. And just like with, uh, with earth two, he is gay now. Does he have the, his like, is it like a modern green lantern jumpsuit or is it like the old costume? Yeah. It's the old costume. Fucking and he's still and like buccaneer and boots and shit. Yep. Uh, he doesn't have buccaneer boots, but he's got little like, little strappy do like circus performer boots. Cool. Yeah. And, um, and his children, uh, Jade and obsidian are back as well. Does he carry the lantern still? I, I did not see him walking around with a lantern. I don't think. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, why not DC comics, new yeah. things happening. So I'll, I'll jump on board. Like I always do with their, uh, with their reboots and hopefully they don't shit out in a, in a few months. Like they've done the last couple times with, or at least for me. Does that kind of tie in with the Justice Society animated movie? Like, is it the kind of the same kind of characters they got in that one? Well, uh, Alan Scott was the only one that they showed still around. Oh, so this is like modern time. Like, he used to be in yes. the Justice Society. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, he's back and he referred to, you know, back in World War II times with the Justice Society. So... So you just like know now that it exists. Old. Yeah, I don't know. Like they tried explaining it a couple times in uh, in comics, you know, back in like the early '90s. How like they were fighting a big demon in limbo for decades, you know. So when they came back, they were, you know, just in their 40s. When, like when they when they quit or moved or ah. went went into limbo. Um, so I don't know how they're going to explain it now. And then other comic books, uh, Keanu Reeves Berserker. Oh yeah, I saw that came, came out. out. I haven't read it, but I saw it came out. I should. Oh, I should have brought it up so you could read it. It is the most violent fucking comic book I've ever read in my life. Holy shit, that's a high bar. I've I've read some violent fucking comics. It, it is. 
you know, it, I mean, it's, it is purely like a story setup for this character. There's probably only like three pages. Oh, I don't know. It's interspersed with, with, with some stuff, but with some character development, but there's just, there is a lot of, there's a lot of violence in it. Is it like gratuitous violence or it's just like violence? Yes. No, it is. It is totally like shameless, gratuitous, like. I don't even want to say what it is because, because I want, I want people to enjoy it, but I mean, it's a violent book. He's called Berserker, you know, and like all the images, he's got like arrows sticking out of him and shit and like bullet holes in him. It's, um, I will be reading the second episode or the second issue, not just because of the violence, but because of the story that it sets up on the last couple pages. It's a funny thing about Keanu Reeves. Like he seems like such a super like low key nice dude, but then he's like John Wick, and he's writing yeah. these fucking super violent comics. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking love it. Yeah, like this is the polar opposite of Ted Theodore Logan, um, and he did express interest in playing that character in a movie. So I I don't see why you know like a studio has to be talking to them about it already. Like of oh, course people yeah. love Keanu Reeves being violent. Money. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, there's a uh, there was a comic book called Jana and the um, um, or, and the Unpossible Monsters, and it's uh, it's more of a I mean it's definitely an all ages friendly book. It's being put out by Oni Press. Um, it's by artist Chris Samney, who um, he's currently drawing uh, Firepower with Robert Kirkman, like the the Kung Fu book. I talked about it a oh, couple yeah. months ago. Yeah, yeah, and it's written by his wife Laura. And I guess this is her debut and it, it's a, it's a fun story, but you know, it starts with a couple of siblings and, and, uh, there's some unpossibly big monsters and one, one goes missing and the other one's looking for her. So yeah. Yeah. It, classic setup. Yeah. It, it's, it is a very cool setup. And I mean, Chris Samney's art is so good. Like he's gotten a lot more loose over the years, but he is such a fucking great storyteller. Like he, he just, his visual storytelling skills are masterful so i i love reading his work because you know firepower especially like that first trade they put out uh it it wasn't dialogue heavy at all but it told so much story through the visuals those are my recommendations there uh, another book came out called called noctera the yeah noctera and i haven't i haven't read it yet i read like the first half of it and sort of threw it down i don't know i'm not doesn't sound like you'd recommend that then. No, people are people are digging it. So there are lots of people who would recommend it, but I don't know. It's by Scott Snyder and Tony Daniel, and both of them I'm I'm sort of worn out on. Not, but I grabbed it just because people were talking. But yeah, there it is. Um, so that's uh, that's gonna do it. Make sure you stay tuned after our business here for the Wandavision spoiler discussion. Um, if you want to let us know how we did today or any other day, you can, um, send us a message on, uh, or at hit us up at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can find us on the social medias, Facebook, Geeksploration, the podcast page, Twitter, Geeksplorepod, or Instagram at geeksplorationpodcast, or you can call and yell at us or speak softly to us or, or try to seduce us with dulcet <laughs> tones of, of your, I don't know, pleasing baritone um, by calling 916-ORC-TURD. That is 916-O-R-C-T-U-R-D, like the turd of an orc. And if you enjoyed uh, our uh, ramblings, then uh, go leave us a review at uh, Podchaser or Apple Podcast. And uh, if you do, we'll read it on the show because we like that. Yeah. Our theme song 
as always, is Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompatech.com. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking of interactions here, uh, why don't you go ahead and hit up any of those spots? Let us know how you feel about the series that we are going to be covering in our next episode. You're going to have through Friday is safe. Friday the, uh, what day of the week is that? That would be the 12th. Uh, Friday the 12th, let us know about Rambo. We're going to be doing uh, an episode on Rambo. We both had a chance to watch uh, First Blood Part 2. You watched First Blood Part 1. I can't wait to watch Part 3. I love that series. Yeah, I'm going to try and get through all of them. Yeah. Uh, I think I've got enough time for it, and uh, Odin's super into it. He's he's jamming through them with me. So, If you got any thoughts on uh, John J. Rambo, let is us that know a, is, that, is that his middle name? Well, I, or, I mean, his middle, his middle initial. initial, at least. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah, Rambo, John <laughs> J. John J., yep. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, okay. Um, bye. Except not bye, because yeah. we're going to talk about WandaVision <laughs> now. <laughs> bye for segment one. All right. So, WandaVision. Yeah, it done ended. It has completed its run. Um, so, what do you think? Um, overall, I thought the series was was good. It was it was interesting. It was definitely a little different, and it's definitely worth a watch. I guess would be like my one sentence synopsis of it is you know go watch it, enjoy yeah. it. It is a, it's definitely a slow burn, and and I think it pays off for the most part. It didn't. I was worried it would leave too many strings dangling, and um, it didn't really leave many dangling at all. Yeah, this this definitely wrapped up the story. I think a lot of people myself included, were expecting this to be, like, the setup for the next wave of Marvel movies. And in any, like, real, uh, literal sense, it was not. No, it was, like, maybe foreshadowing for things to come more than, you know, like a really obvious setup. Yeah. And there was a quote that that I don't have in front of me uh, from from the show, from Matt Shackman, the showrunner, where he was talking about, like, like, hey, like you might be disappointed in in the end here, or some people might be disappointed because you've got all these expectations. But this is this is Wanda's story, you know. Like, like this is what it's always been. Like, it's somebody dealing with grief, and and that's how it's going to end. And it really did. Like, there was no there was no huge cameo. There was no Doctor Strange, no no Mephisto or anything, as far as we know. And it it really was, you know, Wanda's wrapping up of of her feelings. You know, and, and dealing with uh, with the loss and, and accepting it. Yeah. It felt a little rushed, but th- it was not a 22-minute episode, which was nice. It was a longer episode. Yeah. So they were able to... I was very worried that 22 minutes was just not going to be enough. And yeah. So they, they at least doubled it. So it was, it was a jumbo episode. I think the whole thing was 50 minutes with credits. Yep. So it was probably like a 40-minute episode. Yeah. They, they had to have time for that for that laser fight or double laser fight. Um, the fight between Agatha and, and Wanda was sort of like, I don't know. It's, it's something that, that gets done a lot in, in movies and television and probably everywhere else that I don't, I don't care for much where it's like, basically they're throwing energy bolts at each other and just sort of swapping. Like I'm in control. Oh yeah. Well now I'm in control. It's like, Oh yeah. Well now I'm in control. And then in the end, Wanda's like, ha ha ha. You don't have power here. I was in control all along. Yeah. It's like, wait, what the fuck? Like just because you didn't, you, you hadn't thought of the whole rune thing, you know, like, I, I don't know. It, 
it just seemed kind of kind of like a, a a cheesy callback rather than rather than something that was thought out and made sense. Yeah, I did notice that like she was throwing the little energy balls at the walls here and there. And uh so that was her setting up the runes, I guess. Like she Oh, is that what was going on? That, that, yeah. I, I I that's what kind of what I figured. Like as soon as they stopped fighting and like her thing didn't work, I was like, "Oh, the runes. Got it." And oh. it took like another <laughs> 10 seconds for them to reveal them. Yeah, it I <laughs> it, it took probably most of that 10 seconds for me to go, "What the fuck is that appearing in the sky?" I'm like, "Ah, I get it. I I probably got it like a second before they revealed it." <laughs> but yeah, otherwise like their fight as far as superhero fights go was pretty boilerplate. There wasn't anything special about it. The vision fight was cool. Like yeah. Phasing through each other and throwing each other through walls and shit. Very, very inventive. And and it was it was cool seeing, you know, like I I don't feel like I've seen two super powerful characters just fighting like that since like Man of Steel or something. Yeah. You know, like there's Avengers movies and there's other superhero movies, but they don't it's not two like strong flying characters that can shoot lasers. Like my Kryptonians. Um, one thing that I think is weird that, that happens enough for it to have stood out to me also is like when, uh, when one vision is flying away from another and he's like shooting his laser blast at him and it's like trailing behind him. It's like, that's not how lasers work. Like that other vision isn't flying at the speed of like thought and muscle. Like he could just lift his head a little bit and, and, and shoot the laser in a different direction. It's not like it has to gradually like. Like, like the laser doesn't have to move faster than than vision is flying you know it's it's like why is it trailing behind him just look ahead of him now just tip your head up a little bit yeah yeah it's like it's a long it's like a long stick essentially if you move one side a little bit the other side moves a lot yeah but uh eh. oh. whatever yeah it looked cool yeah all in, I, it was it was a cool conclusion with them uh kind of talking it out and using logic for vision to beat vision yeah like that was a, that was a nice touch yeah it it was Yes, it was something that that doesn't happen often, you know, where they're like, let's talk about this. You're like, oh, that's pretty cool. That is how how a synthesoid would uh, would approach something like that. I can't say I'm a big fan of Agatha Harkness at the end. Like she just seemed kind of stuck in at the end and not I don't just didn't strike me as a very interesting villain i guess if that's what she was yeah if she's the mastermind of the whole thing it wasn't very strong no like okay she's a she's a witch and she sucks other witch powers out so and and you know the, the i i sat through it the the second time with you because you we i mean to the listener we just watched it i had watched it a couple days ago like a good fan now um i don't know i was i was having trouble figuring out exactly what Agatha's thing was where she's like she's like you're the Scarlet Witch you're gonna bring such chaos and destruction and like she's scared of the power but then she's like give me the power and it's like wait but what is this power what are you gonna do with it Agatha and yeah. why are you trying to get it and apparently you know there, there's some sort of foreboding prophecy in that in that dark hold book or something about about the uh the scarlet witch and destroying the world yeah she's gonna fuck some shit up apparently agatha's motivations were not even remotely clear and they seemed to kind of shift like sometimes she just wanted to understand or maybe she wanted to like why'd she come there in the first place Cause she didn't know she was the scarlet witch she was just kind of curious maybe she came there and then 
Like when she's got her kids in like the little neck things, she's like, basically looks like she's like, oh, well, you're going to fuck everything up. Like I need to stop you. That's my motivation now is that you're a danger. But then she's all friendly again, and playing her little games and then wanting to take the power. I, I just, she didn't strike me as compelling at all. I didn't really know what she was doing there. Yeah. It would have made more sense if there was, I mean, and I'm not being, a, I'm not being a fanboy like, oh, you do what I thought I, you you were supposed to do. So I'm pissed. Like, I'm not pissed about this, but it would have made more sense to me if there was a Mephisto or somebody above Agatha, you know, pulling strings. Yeah. But um, that takes more time to, to introduce. So I get it. And for all we know, there could be something in Dr. Strange. Yeah. You know, that, that comes later that will tie into that. Uh, Marvel does like planting seeds. Yes, they um, do. Genghis Khan. <laughs> i mean shit they've, they've probably taken over a third of the uh the the media world at least yeah right um but we got our uh our post-credit scenes one with uh with monica rambo you know saying uh, a scroll telling her that somebody wants to see her up <laughs> <laughs> On the roof of the movie theater, <laughs> yeah. presumably. Yeah. Oh, imagine if they just like panned up and it was Spider-Man sticking to the ceiling. I have expected them to pan up and have someone <laughs> like above her, but they did not. Um, so they could be talking about Captain Marvel. They could be talking about Talos or Nick Fury. Um, who knows? But I hope we'll, it's Talos. We'll probably find out in the Secret uh, Invasion series, I would imagine. Yeah. I, I think that's where we'll pick up with Nick Fury and Sword. And then we got our other post credit scene where Wanda's off in a mountain cabin, just having some coffee, and oh shit. That's where Marvel characters go to get away, a cabin <laughs> in the mountains. <laughs> they love their secluded cabins. <laughs> um, and then we, we've got a second Wanda studying the Darkhold, and you hear the little kid's voices. I imagine she's, she's trying to find a way to bring them back. Of course, it's not an accident that they left it ambiguous you know like is she gonna be the next giant villain maybe yeah they left a lot of stuff ambiguous um i mean it tied up the threads of this story but it, it definitely left some meat on the bones to explore later yeah like what's wanda gonna do it where did white vision go yeah he just yeeted out of there and he's gone and now what does he come back at some point and they definitely did some foreshadowing to that when you know when they, when they were when she was saying goodbye to fake vision yeah and saying that you know we may say hello again or something like that so yeah that that whole that whole uh you know we've said goodbye before so it stands to reason we'll say hello again yeah that was such a good way to end that like i was i was turbo exhausted and when i'm exhausted i get emotional i got misty during that like like and and you know when he asked what am i and when she's oh fuck i wish i had the quote in front of me but when she said like Whatever it was, she said, like, you're my hope, my sadness, and and my love. Yeah. Like, man, I must be tired right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, that part there was so fucking well written, in my opinion. Like, it, it was, was a good, good ending. Yeah. It was the goodbye that she didn't get. And so that was that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, of course, all she did was tuck her kids in and walk out of the room. I, I like, I was like, like, as she went, I was like, wait, is she going to kill her kids? Yeah. Is you even said that going? out loud. And I was like, like, oh, like, oh shit. Cause I like when they were going back, I half expected her to just like shrink the barrier to be like the size of her house and be like, all right, cool. You guys hang out here. Like, we'll be fine. We just took over this house. We're not taking over everybody else now. We'll just live in this little house here together. Yeah. 
I mean, she could have like taken the bubble and like flown to that cabin in the mountains and then expanded it again there. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> and they could have lived a peaceful mountain existence with all of them. Yeah, no kidding. That might be cruel to the to the other members of the family. Like, oh, you don't ever get to interact with anyone. It's just me. Let's do that or kill them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fuck. Uh, <laughs> give them a choice at least. But uh, it didn't seem like they waited long enough for the kids to actually fall asleep either. Like, I, 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 like was that terrifying for them? Like, yeah. <laughs> did they just? Why is the barrier coming towards yeah, us? Yeah, they like pulled out a comic book and start reading, you know, like you do when you're a kid, and they're just like all of a sudden their hands start disappearing. <laughs> poor things yeah in the end there that's her hearing their screams as they're ripped from reality <laughs> you know and and then after that this this was probably my biggest beef of the episode is wanda decides to stroll through town the now restored westview and like everyone's giving her dirty looks like they fucking should oh yeah she just fucked shit up for weeks i would have said something i mean i guess you're still probably kind of scared of her yeah but she like walks up to to Monica and she's like, Hey Monica, like, oh, whoops, I fucked up, right? And she's like, I would have done the same thing. She's like, so you don't hate me? She's like, nah, girl, it's cool. And she's like, I'm sorry. And then flies off. What the fuck? And and that's it. Like she's apologizing to Monica of all people. Like, <laughs> there's an entire fucking town right there that you fucking tormented for at least a week. And th- I mean, I'm sure it'll show up later in in Marvel, but like she there was no penance or no repercussions like whether it was done on accident and born from her grief like she just perpetrated some major fucking crimes against humanity like that she is she is straight up a villain like she should be locked up yeah definitely and and uh, holy fucking shit like i couldn't believe that she just she had the audacity to stroll through town and say sorry to monica the 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 agent you know like of i don't know i it's so weird like especially after in in this episode and the the last or the last few but this one especially when uh when agatha woke them up that uh you know like those people are fucking scared and in pain yeah like it wasn't just like just like in a in a dream and they told wanda that like she thought that they weren't that they weren't being tormented but they they let her know you know like yeah yeah, you've been fucking with us. She had her head down. Like, she didn't make eye contact with any of them. Yeah. Which, you know, she might have just been too ashamed. I mean, I, I've met plenty of people that don't apologize when they're supposed to. Yeah. And uh, if that was deliberate, that, you know, like, she's just, she can't face those people and she's just going to, why she even bothered to walk into town to talk to Monica, I don't know. I would have just fucking left. Yeah. If that, if that's I said how my I felt, goodbye. I would I just would have been fucking gone before anyone, I saw anybody else. Yeah. Period. So, yeah, they probably could have left that little scene out. I'm not really sure what it added. It put the camera back on Monica so somebody should could say, hey, they're waiting for you in the theater. Oh, wait, no, because that, that was a... That was a yeah. yeah, they could have just done that. <laughs> so, I uh, yeah, I'm not really sure. And why there wasn't, like, a bunch of, like, where all those guards and people went that try and arrest her at that point. Yeah, and, <laughs> like you know... just gave up? Maybe, maybe it was so they could have that moment where where monica could say like hey i i would have brought my mom back like i would have done the same thing because to be honest if i'd suffered grief like that and i had the power like that i'd probably do the same thing but i think most people already know that though yeah i I think i think that's why people were able to sympathize with wanda throughout this whole series i don't think they really needed to fucking yeah state it out loud 
it just, it really rubbed me the wrong way that they put the line in there. So you don't hate me. It's like, fuck off with your fucking needy fucking bullshit. That'd be like, like somebody breaking your heart and then being like, I just don't want you to hate me. It's like, eat shit. If I hate you, deal with it. Yeah, they should have someone in the background, like shout like, I hate you. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she should be hated. Yeah, the other kind of uh, thing in the end I didn't quite understand is what sh- happened with Agatha. Like, she said, like, you'll be trapped here. Like, you know, this is where you're going to be and I'll know where to find you. But then she got rid of the barrier that was keeping Agatha from using her magic. So I like I thought she was going to like shrink it down into like a small space and like that's where she was going to be stuck. But uh, that didn't seem to happen. So yeah. I'm not sure what's going on there. I sort of read it as like she put like a, I don't know, a little little hex in her brain where she can't access any of that and that, that that's just who she is. But when you brought that up, you made me think about like you know, the, the reality outside of that, like, okay, so she's a nosy neighbor right now, but she didn't have a place in Westview. No. So it's it's like all of a sudden there's this weird turbo friendly lady named Agatha that just wanders the streets. Is she going to go live with Ralph Boner? Speaking of which (laughs) Ralph Boner. Boner. Oh, (laughs) and I, I even, I even did that when I saw the headshot and I was like, really? I was like, Boner. And then that, oh, and then it paid off right after that. Fucking love that. Saw that meme where uh, where it showed 20th Century Fox, like, whatever, how many, however many billions to, to acquire it. And then Boner <laughs> and then Kevin Feige with, like, light up eyes saying, like, most expensive Boner joke ever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that guy is not Quicksilver. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, kind of disappointed, though. I liked him as Quicksilver. Yeah. The whole X-Men thing is going to be its own full reboot, I'm sure. Yeah. But all in all, uh, I enjoyed WandaVision a lot more than I thought I did would when it was announced. So yeah, they got that going on. I, I, I'd i be really interested to see or to hear, I guess, somebody's experience who who managed to not watch it and then binged it. Because I wonder how, how that would play out just binged. Because it would only be, what, like, I don't know, three hours? Uh... You get three episodes in an hour. Oh, well, not quite three episodes an hour. So four I mean, hours. It would be the length of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Can we everybody talk about watches that? all 10 minutes of the credits on it at the end of every one, right? <laughs> like it, it wouldn't feel it wouldn't feel slow at that point. And I'm I'm kind of I guess it's true. Yeah, it's, it's kind of envious because you got to wait weeks in yeah. between. But uh, yeah, if you don't, you know, you get into the action within an hour. That could man. I wish I could wipe my mind of the series and watch it again. Yeah. Just all at once. Hey, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the series yet, you made a huge mistake, first <laughs> of all. Second of all, go watch it all at once. Let us know. Yeah, yeah. Even though we totally ruined the ending for you. Well, you know, for all we know, somebody somebody binged it yesterday. Yeah. If if you did that, let us know. Yeah. I want to hear about it. If, uh, if it, well, let us know if it felt different than something you're not familiar with. Just let us know if it felt slow. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Do that. <laughs> um but yeah good series um vision action was cool i don't regret watching it so good job marvel next up is falcon and winter soldier don't care <laughs> i'll i'll uh i'll watch the first episode and if it is fantastic yeah let me know I'll let you know then then maybe i'll watch it but yeah. uh otherwise i don't i am not excited for that and nothing has made me excited for that yet so yeah i'm i'm really curious like like it it 
Like if they made a Falcon and Winter Soldier movie and the trailers were all the same as what we've seen for the series, like it would sort of be like, oh, okay, like I'll, I'll go watch it, but eh. So, but since it's free, I'll definitely watch it and um, hopefully it's great. It's not free. You got to pay for it with your time. I've got better things to do, I think, is the problem. I've seen how, how, how long you sit on your, oh, never mind. You're just going to say that sitting on your couch looking at your phone is God damn better right. use. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. Well, sayonara. Later. Hello, Geek Explorers. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky. From video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics, and more, since 2015, we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews weekly. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show has become a part of. If you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to the awesome commentary that John and Ben are serving up weekly on everything from Saturday morning cartoons nostalgia to recapping Disney's latest crazy announcements and much more. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe you have a new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any geek's media menu. First, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a fantastic series that spotlights anime and manga, new and old. On Mondays, they review more recent releases, while Fridays are reserved for older titles. Anime not really your thing? How about comic books? Join Lance and Chris over at Comic Book Keepers as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. Maybe you're a big Dungeons & Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Rolled Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our partnership with Geek Exploration in the future. See you out in the Geekosphere.